Society has mistaken wealth to mean money and assets. The Wealth Redefined podcast is focused on building generational wealth beyond the materialistic by focusing on our emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, and relational well-being. Together with a cohort of health and wellness advocates, we'll discuss ways to design your own path to true wealth on the Wealth Redefined podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Wealth Redefined podcast. Today, I'm joined by Samara Kuleb, dietitian and content creator. Samara? Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Likewise. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you. It is so cool what you do. I mean, I want to being a dietitian. I'm not saying that's not cool, but this this whole other life that you've kind of created for yourself, um, you know, really fits into this wealth redefined mentality of what that looks like to to have wealth in your life, right? And but I'd love to start just by talking about your actual professional background, which is a dietitian. Yeah, so I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist with my master's in nutrition science. And like I said, I'm a content creator. I do have some clinical experience. I did work in the hospital as a bariatric dietitian and just a clinical dietitian. Um, And I did that for about two years. And now I'm a full-time content creator. That's so amazing. Now, I love the, the way that you got to that point of creating content. It was really to help others, right? I mean, you have this passion for helping Um, your community especially, and you have this love for Chicago. But yeah, just talk to me about how that evolved from where you were... Well, first, let's just get into why you even got into being a dietitian. Yeah, yeah. So let's go way back to how I was raised in my family. So we started off first generation here, first of all. Um, And my family, we grew up with my parents always working. So there wasn't much cooking at home. My parents were always pretty busy Mm. and our lifestyle wasn't so healthy. So we were living on fast food and, you know, whatever was convenient. And my father had heart disease. My mother had diabetes. They were overweight. And I knew I did not want that future for myself, for my kids. And so I wanted to make a difference within my family and myself to start. And then... I also wanted to make a difference in others' lives. I mean, many of us too, right? And I felt like being a dietitian, that would be a great way to help. It's a preventative and it's to help, you know, with any chronic diseases. And so I literally decided overnight I wanted to be a dietitian once I, I, I was into health and fitness at the time. And I'm like, what exactly can I do with this? You know, like a sustainable career. And I looked into what a registered dietitian nutritionist was, which is totally separate from a nutritionist, by the way, because mm-hmm. so many people confuse that. No, it's not like a certificate that you get within <laughs> months. It, it's not that. So so you can get uh, one in months? You can, and that's a nutritionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that's wow. why they coined the term nutritionist as part of registered dietitian now, which was only a few years ago. Because oh, interesting. Many people would confuse a dietitian and a nutritionist. Yeah. A nutritionist is somebody that, you know, can get a certificate, whatever. Usually like a personal trainer or something. That yeah, might get it. yeah, yeah, something silly like that. <laughs> and then <laughs> because, you know, it's it's really more serious than no, that. No, because, no, of course. Obviously, you got your master's in it. Yeah. So like, you know, somebody that has a chronic disease, like you can't just be prescribing a meal plan without knowing their whole health history and understanding the anatomy and physiology of one's body, right? For sure. So a registered dietitian, you have to finish an accredited program, so your undergrad in nutrition science, 
And then you have to do a 1,200-hour supervised practice. And it can't just be like any internship. You know, you have to get accepted at a specific accredited program. And then you sit for your board exam. And then if you want, you can get a master's degree. So it's a lot more than just a certificate. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, so I became a registered dietitian and I was able to see the difference that I can make in people's lives and especially working in weight loss. You know, obesity is a pandemic right now. So yeah. I was able working in bariatric surgery specifically, I was able to see patients go from like 500 pounds to 300 pounds and like the biggest difference in their lives. And it made me so happy. But then with social media, it was a total game changer. You were reaching so many people at one time, and it was just so rewarding that I was like, okay, I definitely want to put a lot more energy into this. And now, like I said, I'm a full-time content creator, and I feel like I'm making such a difference in so many people's lives, and I'm able to reach that population that didn't even have access to a dietitian. So yeah, I'm extremely grateful to be in this position. It's amazing. It is really, really amazing. And as you were kind of going through this, when we were asked, and I was asking you about it earlier, that you had started doing meal plans and you were working with people one on one. And when I asked you if that's kind of what the direction was, like, no, these people are reaching out to me and saying that I'm changing their lives simply through the content, right? So exactly. you are getting that validation from Absolutely. your community. Absolutely. Yeah, I get messages all the time of how I made a difference. And I'm like, wow, like my little videos can make a big difference. And that's the thing. Like, a lot of people think like, you know, you need to do this like 180 or 360 to have a healthier lifestyle. And my, one of my philosophies is small, sustainable, realistic changes, making this a new lifestyle for you, not just another phase, Yeah. you know? So being able to put out these like 30, 60 second clips of like little things they can do to change in their day to achieve a healthier lifestyle, those kinds of things are what can help somebody create that new lifestyle for themselves and make that difference. For sure. Um, you mentioned being uh, the daughter of immigrants, your first generation here, and just some of those struggles that, um, you know, you that really shaped who you are today, right? And maybe not even struggles, but self-inflicted uh, kind of things with diet and all that, but also education that it seems like what you're doing is kind of uh, on the outskirts of what is probably normal or seen within not only your culture, but your family, right? Mm -hmm. Take me about th through that dynamic of having to, like, one, decide that you're going to do this, but then also the pursuit of it, right? Which is you're, you're kind of on your own at mm -hmm. that point, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, are you asking, like, like, for example, how it was to my family? Yeah, like, like just taking on this career, <clears throat> right? Because yeah. one of the things that you had mentioned was, not like really you're you don't have any role models not like you, yeah you know, that someone's supporting you helping yeah. you guiding you along the way yeah you know I think it was kind of confusing to my family like when I first told my uncle my uncle was one of the people I went to for advice and when I first told him like hey I want to quit my full-time job so I can post on social media yeah he was kind of like um, do you know that you need to have like a sustainable income? <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? Like it's a hobby to post, right? Yeah. yeah like right. I don't think, I think a lot of people don't understand that like you can legit have a full on career from social media and like how much you can actually get paid. And even as like a registered dietitian working at the hospital, people just think, you know, you're working at the hospital, you're probably getting paid. Dietitians do not get paid well. So 
my first year alone, I probably made over three times the amount I make at the hospital. In your first year as a content <laughs> In my creator. first year as a content creator. And that's just like starting off. So I think people don't truly like understand like how much you can actually get out of it. And then there's people that like monetize it even more by like creating things like meal plans or like actually seeing people one on one in private practice. So for my family, um, because of like how I didn't have a role model and them like not really knowing how to guide me or like not having all of the resources. I think from what they saw already, like how far I came, just like having a career and completing school, I think they just like really trusted me. They thought it was like, like, I feel like they were like confused, but they're like, she seems like she knows what she's doing. <laughs> she's figured something for, out. Like, yeah. I mean, she seems like she's figuring it out on her own. So we'll just like support her and let her be. And yeah, so I wish I did it sooner, honestly. It was a really scary transition. Um, financially, more than Financially, anything, yeah. it was very scary. And I was living at my mom's house at the time, at my parents' house. So I'm like, you know, what's the worst that can happen, right? Right. right. I mean, I do help my parents with the bills, but then I have my two brothers that also help. So I'm like, if everything goes bad and let's say like, you know, I don't make money off social media and it's not sustainable, I can always go back to a full-time job because I have my degree, okay? But I was able to actually move out of my parents' house and like live in this beautiful condo and like buy my mother a brand new car and like just so many things that I'm able to do now because I took that really risky, scary step. And like, it sounds cliche, like when people are like, well, if it doesn't scare you, it's not big enough, like your dreams, but it's, it's, it's kind of true. Like that scared me pretty badly, but I did it. And I'm so glad that I did. That's amazing. And what, when, at what point that as you were creating content, cause you didn't start out, like I'm going to be this content creator and I want to, you know, quit my job and go do this full time. It was, out of a desire to connect with others, right? Yeah. You saw the potential to oh, reach yeah. uh, a larger audience. So as take, take me through like kind of that that initial stage of, all right, I see the value social media has just from connection. Yeah. For, and, and, and what you were posting about and has that changed today versus like when you first started? Yeah, so I would say, so like, When I was posting videos and stuff, I saw the demand for more information, right? So I'm like, okay, let me share that more. And then when I was sharing more nutrition information and like beginning to make a difference in people's lives, then I would get like these emails and like messages of like, thank you so much. Like you've helped me do this and that. And like, I was like, whoa, like people are actually listening. Like I'm able to make a difference with these videos. Um, and then I, I felt that with my my patients too. And I remember telling my boss, like, listen, no matter what, I'm not leaving this position because one, I need a steady income that's guaranteed. And two, like, I really enjoy what I'm doing for these patients. But like I said earlier, it was just like so much more rewarding. Right. And like, I I didn't think like, I'm like, what if I run out of ideas? You know, like how much can I like actually share without knowing somebody's whole health history? But like, I'm surprising myself every day with like the ideas that I come out with and like the things that I see people want to learn on social media. And um, it's a lot of people, but I do feel very connected with them. Like the engagement is there and I feel like 
when I'm talking, like I feel like I'm talking to a friend on FaceTime on social media. So like I feel like I'm still able to make a nice, uh, great connection with people. And yeah, and I'm sure it's shaped a lot of with that feedback that you're getting and encourages you, right? That mm-hmm. hey, this is what people want to you know hear about, or this is how I can help uh, others. At what point for you, whether it was a following, whether it was like, yeah, when did you make that choice of I can do this full time, or maybe I should? What, t- take me through that that part of the journey. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm trying to think exactly when it like. Because you were working at the hospital when I mean that yeah. happened, right? Because I was so sure, like, no matter what, I'm going to keep that full-time job. Like, I was so sure. And then I... Did I mess that up? No. Um, And I think it was... I found myself having trouble with um, my time. Like, I didn't have enough time or I wasn't able to put in everything that I wanted to on social media because I was, like, seeing 15 to 17 patients a day on Monday through Thursday and, like, getting home. And, like, it's just it was becoming, like, really hard to balance both of them. Mm -hmm. And I was also getting, like, brand deals. And I was, like, and then I would get, like, last-minute deals or, like, oh, we want you to be on the news tomorrow. And I'm, like, I I have a full-time job. I can't do that. It's, like, it's, like, super (laughs) quick things that, like, I couldn't keep up with. But I wanted to so badly. And, um. Like even, um, uh, I forgot what show it was, but they were like asking me to audition like the next morning virtually. And I was like, yeah, I can't do that. I have a job. And I'm like, I wish I was like super flexible and available like that. And I'm like, every day I was like looking at my email and I'm like, you just don't know what email you're going to get next. Like you don't know who's going to reach out to you next. I'm like, I feel like there's like endless opportunities with social media like I should just take that step like and do it and like I have been getting a few brand deals so like maybe maybe this is the time to do it and I told my boss and I was like I'm gonna leave and I was really upset like that I was leaving but I like knew it was the right thing to do but I was like I'll leave in two months really <laughs> I was Aww. so scared to leave Aww. I was like I'll leave in two months and I like yeah, I was I was really like hanging on and I'm like, okay, now it's time and I finally left. Made the move, made the move. Yeah. So, what like what was the following then that you were getting deals? Like at what point did that scale tip where now you're getting solicited to for these brand deals? Like how many cuz right now you're at about 140,000? 127,000 on Instagram and then 600 and like 37,000 on TikTok and like 25,000 on YouTube. So, so, I, I, so total, TikTok was the one that was taking off of TikTok, you, right? Yeah, gotcha, so gotcha. it all started with TikTok during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic? Yeah, That's yeah. Crazy. So everyone was on TikTok during the pandemic, and I was like, you know, this is like for kids. I'm not going to get on TikTok. And I was really bored, so I was like, whatever, let's just download it and see what it's about. And I got on there, and I was just making the silliest videos, not nutrition-related. And one of my videos was like, oh, when your patient loses 50 pounds, it was like an Ariana Grande lyric, and it was like, look at you, I invented you. I was just, like, making a silly video. And it, like, blew up. And I was like, whoa, like, people on TikTok care about nutrition. I was like, maybe this is my chance. I've always wanted to do social media. Never thought, like, it would actually happen. And... um. It's kind of funny because if you look on my TikTok, there's a video of me doing a practice video like, I don't know, eight years ago saying, this is a practice video for when I become a famous nutritionist. And then like I flipped it and like put my like Chicago Dietitian page and I was like, I like literally manifested this. 
But so yeah, that video um, went viral and I was like, okay, I'm gonna start posting some more content on TikTok. And it just kept going and going and going. And I was like, well, okay, let me try to do this on Instagram too. Um, Instagram was a little bit slower, but eventually it took off as well. And then I started with my YouTube and then I'm like, okay, like I'm able to build an audience on all these platforms. I'm getting brand deals. I'm getting featured and like I did like something for Verizon and I was on Good Morning America and like just getting featured in all these articles and I'm like, okay, like this, this is happening. Like, yeah. let's do it. And and that's when I took that step. Wow. Yeah. What, what was the correlation between what you found? Cause you did it. I mean, it's organic, right? You put it yeah. out there as TikTok. I yeah. Mean, great story. Um, but then you, you go and do this on Instagram and you're fine. You find success as well. Yeah. What was the similarity between kind of that strategy or approach to posting that, um, that you were able to just translate that success over to another platform so quickly? Honestly, I was repurposing content. Mm. Whatever I was posting on TikTok, I was just posting on Instagram. And I'm like, if this many people like it on TikTok, I'm pretty sure people are going to like it on Instagram too. Although they're two different platforms, I feel like nowadays, like, they're kind of like merging a little bit. I yeah, feel like yeah. people on Instagram like originally were so like perfect and polished and like, I don't know, everything had to be so perfect on Instagram. And then TikTok was like, you're opening up mm-hmm. FaceTime with your friend and like no filters and like people just being like super like authentic and like it was like more organic. Um, now I feel like if you look at Instagram, people are like chilling out a little bit and like not being so perfect. Um, some still are, but um <laughs> But yeah, I was like, okay, if they like me on TikTok, like why wouldn't they like me on Instagram, oh, right, right? Right, right? Like and then Instagram came out with reels, right? So that made it easier. So those short videos were just being like repurposed and put on Instagram as well. Absolutely. And you also got to do a podcast even from Australia. I know, I know. That was like, like very exciting. Yeah. That was really exciting. That was another um, social media dietitian too. Very, very cool. Yeah. So where do you see this call kind of I mean, I know it's it's newer, but I'm sure you've had a lot of time to think about now that this has been kind of your your lifestyle now. Mm-hmm. Like, where, where do you see this all heading or I hope that it heads? Yeah. So I definitely want to like one of my goals is to hopefully create a product um, where I'm like literally able to also help people like with their diet. Um, so like I can help them with knowledge on social media and then help them with diet by literally a product and hopefully like a cookbook and just like doing more fun things to like share the knowledge with everybody that's so amazing yeah well we're super excited for you you're an amazing energy and i can just tell that you know you're gonna have so much success not just because of what you've already done but just that that desire to help others like you so authentic so i appreciate it thank you no thank you for coming in and sharing your story i can't wait for more thank you so much thanks for having me